new on Curiosity Stream. I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns, reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. We are live. Yes. Live in the studio. What are we live on, Ashley? Beyond I do. Don't sing, please. <laughs> Chelsea, have you ever heard Ashley's? Uh, oh, man, I just lost a piece. Oh, gosh. Just because you're playing what? around oh, too much. Does she have an album we need to hear about? Mm, it's no, like Alicia like Keys. What? She, she has this passion and desire to sing, so she'd always joke when her and I led for a start. Sunday night, she'd always say, if you guys ever need me, let me know. I could sing. And it was like a joke, a running joke, until one time someone legitimately couldn't show up for worship. And Jermaine (laughs) Jermaine. (laughs) texted her and was like, hey, we have a set. I know you know all the songs. We're calling you up for worship. And I'll tell you what happened. It threw me through a loop because they ended up starting off with the wrong track and it wasn't the song that we rehearsed. And luckily I knew that song too. And so he looks over at me and we look over at everyone else and he's like, just go with it. And we had to sing a completely different song. And I was like, thank the Lord. I know my music. I think I was there th- at that you? time. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sunday nights. Yep. Yes. Those were the best. So in Ashley's, um, uh, let's see, nine years of being on staff, she led worship once. <laughs> I wish <laughs> that was a gifting of mine. I really I w- I do. I wish I had a gift to sing to. Like one of my one of my good friends is Jabin Chavez, and oh, he's yeah. one of the best preachers in the world, and can sing, sing and lead worship. I tell him all the time that is not a fair gift to have. Either it's, you have to yeah. be a mo- mediocre singer and a great preacher, or right. a mediocre preacher and a great singer. Yeah, or a great he's preacher both. and a terrible singer like your yeah. dad. Well, that's what's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad's one of the best in America and and it's like that's right. He yeah, should be terrible should. at singing. Yep. And he still does it though. Yeah. Uh, and you should be great at preaching. Those right. are fair gift distributions. Yeah. But those that have those that can start their sermon and just like let's sing first and they got this gorgeous, gorgeous voice, voice and they know music, they have the piano player play. I'm like that's not yeah. fair. But I did Ali and I were talking about it one day is that you can really you can train yourself to sing. Like yeah, you can, music theory yeah. you could learn. You yeah. could learn it vocally. Well, so, that's why they take actors all the time well, and they, they put them into, um, so you I know, that's why, an, you know, actors who go into animation or they do um, a Broadway thing, yeah, yeah, they yeah. learn they learn singing. Yeah. You could teach it to a degree for sure. Yeah. Find me an instructor. No. <laughs> no. It's not going to happen. Singing lullabies at night. I think we all like you exactly where you're at, Ashley. <laughs> Keep you where you're at. All right, I, everybody. Welcome to Beyond <laughs> I Do. 
Uh, shout out to all the great feedback we've been having and yes. getting on uh, Beyond I Do in particular. Uh, this one's this podcast has been fun, and I think it we're has. on episode like eleven or something like that, or yeah. ten. I don't know what it or is. Nine. <laughs> no, I thought it was nine last week, so that's was why it? I thought Maybe. today's ten or eleven. But suffice to say, they'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, I think I think on top of what we get to do, which is process relationships together, is uh, seeing so much traction online, you know, and having a positive voice to the relationships conversation where there's on the guy side there's a lot of that um they call it uh, what do they call it like and i'm not hating on anyone but they call it like the fresh and fit podcast you have like andrew tate and Mm -hmm. it's like the men's club and all women are there to use you and abuse you Mm -hmm. and you know like marriage is a crime because it's the woman locking you down Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of young men who and their stuff goes viral all the time and they always only interview like girls that are in the entertainment industry or only fans or whatever so they make this picture of women like you know a certain way and then on and then on the female side with other podcasts is all guys are dogs they'll, mm-hmm. they'll cheat on you there's no guy with character or discipline and and so there's other great podcasts doing good work too but to just be another added voice right in there and you could see why because people consistently it gets a lot of views right uh it's great and your stuff gets a lot of views which means a lot of men are looking for a little more of that biblical a view of a, of a woman in mm-hmm, marriage mm-hmm. while also you encouraging other women like you know you got this right because so. marriage is hard yeah it's a hard thing and i think that a lot of people take it for granted as well but the the sad part is is that there are a lot of people that do tune in like we said no shame to those podcasts or conversations that are being had as far as like men rule the world or women rule the world. It's like, no, God has intended us to be together and to do this thing together. And, uh, the more and more I talk to a lot of, um, single women or people or women that are even dating, like I was telling you yesterday, I was getting my lashes done and my lash tech was just talking to me about relationships. And she's like, I'm living with my boyfriend. And, um, do you think it would be blessed? And I said, I think your relationship would be blessed if you were married. Um, depending on the length that you've been together and if you see the person that you are with, and we've talked about it multiple times, are there red flags? Are there things that you're seeing in the relationship that wouldn't cause you to commit to him? And she's like, I'm just scared. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, that's. I think that's the common ground that men and women need to understand. The reason why you aren't committing in a relationship is because you are scared. Scared uh, or selfish. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I told yeah. her. And as I said, yeah. selfish was one of them too, because yeah. marriage is a very selfless thing. And if you're not willing to give up your selfishness as far as whatever that may be, spending, boy time, um, game time, or your selfishness even with your alone time, um, then I think that, yeah, you, you, you aren't ready for a relationship because you aren't ready to make that commitment or you're not ready to make those changes. So yeah. be selfish and be content, but don't speak negatively about something that you have no idea about. So that's, yeah. that's my issue. It's like a lot of people like to talk about, oh, I'm not getting married. I'm not. You've never done it. So how are you? You're doing it from looking on the outside and seeing other people go through it. Yeah, not all of them are perfect, but you can't base it off of he said, she said. Yeah. You have to base it off of you and your maturity and your uh, integrity to go into a relationship saying, whatever it takes, I'm going to make this thing work. 
Yeah, yeah. What one of your clips that went? I think it went viral yesterday or day before on TikTok. Uh, a lot of he was talking about the um, the putting your kids to sleep yeah, yeah, and yeah. make sure yeah, you yeah. get time with mm-hmm. your spouse mm-hmm. and and you know all that stuff like that. It was funny because it was like it got a lot of good good reactions, yeah, yeah. but but a lot of it was like. I saw a lot of comments of people saying, you know, you keep saying spouse or married, you know, what about you have kids and you're living together? You know, yeah. some people yeah. are like, it's not just, you know, marriage you're, it could be your boyfriend right. or whatever. <laughs> I think what's funny is like, you know, it's just like, <laughs> that's fine. That may be because they, because they always ask us like, well, what about if you're living together? You know? And I, and I go like, well, we're Christians and we're Christian leaders. Mm -hmm. And so our models, we choose to obey. We're imperfect people, but we choose to obey the models of the word of God. So, um, could I give you wisdom if you're living with someone or you have children and you're living with your boyfriend or girlfriend and you've been together 10 or 11, 12 years? Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes I get that as a pastor, people come up and go, Oh, well, we're living together. And what advice would you give us for X, Y, and Z? And then I always go like, well, I'm not, I can't, nec- I'm not going to necessarily speak into that space because I live under the disciplines of the word of God. Mm-hmm. So my first reaction would be fall in line first with the way God has created mm-hmm. marriage to be in relationships to be. And then I believe that will be a starting place where the Lord will honor you and bless you for your right. obedience. So to those people in the comments, like, well, what if I'm with my boyfriend and our kids go to sleep? Can I, you know, you know, or would you say that would be good too? And it's like, well, I could on a natural secular view say, yeah, that's sure. good wisdom. But would I tell you, if I want you to, if we want to walk in obedience with the way Lord, the God has created us and the Lord has called us to, then you're going to do that through the models God Absolutely. has called you. So that's, what's always funny because people find out when they find out you're a pastor or, or a church leader, they want to, um, bring up their life and lifestyle yeah, and say, absolutely. what do you think about it? Right, and I'm always right. like, I don't think anything of right, it. You can right. live your life however you exactly, want. Exactly. What I could tell you is for me, I have seen blessing from the Lord absolutely. by trying my best to, mm-hmm. to pursue him in the way that he's created relationships yep. to be. Yep. And then, you know, usually people respond to it pretty yeah. good, you yeah. know, or they say, Oh, well that's judgmental. And I go, well, I subject myself to those standards too. I'm not, Absolutely. you know, I could have lived with my wife who was my girlfriend at the yeah. time and we could have test drove the car, right. but I chose to live in obedience right. to the word of God and do it the way God has called me. Well, and I, I've seen God honor me through absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, you know, that was the conversation I even had with my lash tech yesterday and she was talking to me and I was telling her, she goes, you didn't live with your husband before you got married. I said, no, because I did it wrong all before I got married. You so have I lived wanted, with someone before. Well, I had, and that's what yeah. I told her I had. Yeah. And so, I wanted to get it right this time. I didn't want to live with my husband. I did not want to test the car out before I bought it. Like, is that what? Yeah, that's the medium. And so I told her, I said, you know, for me, I had done relationships wrong all my life of just subjecting to whatever the man wanted to keep him happy, I would do. And in this relationship, I saw God through it and through the process of us dating. So why would I mess up what God is blessing down the line and, and screw it up Yeah, and live with him? Yeah. And, and let's see if this does work because again, then God's going to reveal that it's not going to. And I know people who did it quote unquote right and their marriage still isn't healthy, but right. that still goes to a selfish motive. Absolutely. So, you know, just because you're following God's models doesn't mean blessing automatically comes. Right. You also right. have to follow God's models for blessing and then be obedient in the structures Absolutely. by 
how the word calls us as husbands. We're supposed mm-hmm. to love our wives the way Christ loved our church, and women are supposed to be submissive to their husbands, not in mm-hmm. a way that the husband is demanding, but in a way that the, the wife honors the husband. So right. if you, you know, you all those go hand in hand. Absolutely. Sometimes we just tr- create it like homework, like, okay, well, then we'll get married, and then our marriage will be blessed, yeah, right? No, it's gosh, like, well, no. <laughs> you know, the union will be mm-hmm, blessed, mm-hmm. but the marriage itself, yep. there's a lot more that has to go, work that has to go in that yep. to be God-honoring to that then be to be blessed appropriately absolutely right? absolutely because um, i even told her I, I literally explained my whole life to this woman she's the sweetest thing ever and i told yeah. her i said we were in five well no i was telling another girl this yesterday you know i was just talking you know i talk <laughs> and i was telling my stretch girl the other day yesterday <sighs> yesterday everybody. morning sydney, sydney i tell her all her business nothing nothing safe here uh i was telling her i said we, we use the same physical therapist <laughs> and so so you know i don't I, you know i don't you know meet rooster i, I but my dog is in here. He's chewing on his bed. Let me let me correct him. I, all right, he's good. Um, he started chewing. He's mm-hmm. getting bored. Mm-mm-mm. Um, okay, so we're not bored. I was telling you. <laughs> <laughs> now he's staring at me. You know he's in trouble. Uh, I was. Uh, we we have the same stretch therapist, and me not me not on a podcast or anything like that. I tend to be more quiet and reserved. So. Whenever I see our therapist after Ashley has saw her, my our stretch therapist knows everything about it. So she'll be like, Adam, Ashley told me X, Y, and Z, and I, or you Ashley. guys, blah, blah, blah. And I'll always be like, of course she did. You Absolutely. Know? I tell her about that. I tell her about every time we have a women's event. I tell her she needs to come out. I tell her she needs to join a neighborhood she's group. I tell she's her an she evangelist. needs to get some, Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. A little fun thing. Ashley does have have that gift for sure. I, I, and so I was telling her yesterday just about one of the podcasts or uh, intimacy podcasts I'll say that and I was telling the her the one from last week yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the intimacy one and just telling her how that uh, one got real and we only had Andy in the room <laughs> and so no so are you okay Andy? <laughs> I'm okay I, this is like my my sex ed class <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally, we literally left there and I go, oh my gosh, his mom's probably going to message us and be like, he is not 18. Yet. You're 18, right? No. I'm 17. Oh yeah, no. so there's no consent. He didn't she didn't she has to sign off. He's content consent. He's on he's no, he's on I, staff. I, I okay, told her okay, perfect. And she said that's your sex ed class is fine. Okay, yeah, perfect. 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 She said I'm glad you're learning it at church. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always have parents that they're always like, you know, cuz I did another series one time about relationships or whatever and then even the podcast like parents would be like, "Oh, should my kids listen to?" Them? I'm like, "Listen, if your kid has a, an iPad and goes to public school, they should hear whatever we're sharing <laughs> yes. because the amount of stuff that you'll eat. My son's in kindergarten. They're already throwing middle fingers up at each other. Like, mm. you know, if, it, if your kid is connected to society in some other way, they have an outside voice in their life. So better to hear it from, you know, spiritual leaders and even mom and dad than right. hear it from a kid in third grade in the cafeteria lunch table who's talking about boobs, you know, right. and right. pulling up their phone that their parents let the kid at second grade have internet right. and, and have no parental controls on right. like it's just the you know you can't be the shocked. world you know the world you live in so absolutely start start education young yes sure. no so i was telling cindy about yep. the uh, intimacy thing and how we got to the five years of like and you sent me that yeah, text yeah. message she goes you were married for five years and and that was that that's when that conversation happened i said oh yeah mm-hmm. 
I said, just because you, when you start to think about, you think when you get married, all these conversations, you're just going to have free flowing conversations. You're going to feel like the person you married is going to understand everything. And I told her, I said, there's certain times in our marriage where you not get scared, but you get worried on how the other person may respond. Because I even told her when he sent me that Adam's a very quiet person, like we said, and him sending that was loud for me. Cause he's not very, he, it was, yeah, it, yeah. it was long. Yeah, I told yeah, yeah. said, girl, that thing was long. And she goes, really? I said, yeah. And she was like, and I said, so at that point I knew that was loud. It wasn't physically loud, but I said that was loud enough for me to realize my husband and his characteristic, his posture, his mannerism, that that was something that I needed to kind of wake up to. So she was just well. basically in awe though, like you were saying that, uh, uh, even though, we did it biblically right prior to us getting married. It wasn't blissfulness for yeah. the first five years. We had great times. We had fun times. We have great moments. Well, it's exactly what I said in that text message. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. my best friend. Right. But I was also like a romantic partner, Absolutely. too. That'd be great. Absolutely. And there may be other individuals. Like, And I had another friend who was a pastor that was like, oh, we're the opposite. Because I shared that story with oh, him. Okay. And he was like. Uh, uh, oh, we're the opposite. I'm very romantic with my wife, but we're not friends. Like mm. we, and and I think you don't have to be with no. your spouse. But he was literally like, no, we're like we're complete opposite. Like mm. not friends at all. Like yeah. we don't, you know, we have a couple things we do, but outside of that, like we don't enjoy our time together yeah. as friends. Yeah. We don't, you know, and and so, you know, different relationships may have different emphasis. But for me, it was like, yeah, I wanted both. I wanted a right. friendship and a romantic partner. Right. Because you can't be romantic all the time, right. uh, but you can if you have a friend in your partner, you can have you can enjoy the time in silence or just hanging out or mm -hmm. whatever else that mm -hmm. may be. Well, anyways, Chelsea, um, did you pick a question for us to I, tackle? Or I did you didn't. Just, uh, I just have. Or something did you like off this conversation? Okay. Yeah, I have something <laughs> off my head. So you guys I mean, in this podcast in the past couple episodes, this whole podcast is about marriage and relationships and. There in the, taking pictures. <laughs> Go ahead. in the next generation, I'd say millennials, younger millennials, even mm -hmm. into Gen Z. I just had this conversation with two women last night who are living, living with their partner, mm -hmm. not married. One has a child and they were asking me last night, Hey, what is, what does the Bible say about legally getting married? Because we made a commitment. Mm -hmm. We've discussed yeah. it. Uh, we've talked to other Christians, but we don't see a point of, having a legal so why get legal involved so that's i guess my question is two people who are kind of in and out living with their partner which is the majority of christians majority, nowadays who are becoming yes. christians the majority of people who are becoming christians yes they're because it's post-christian they're far less uh their lifestyle is far less biblically uh established like like 30 years ago you know, a person may not go to church, but their life still reflected biblical principles. Yes. Like they still mm -hmm, wanted mm -hmm. to get married and have children and raise them in a certain way and have good education and all that, you know, soundness of education. But now it's a little more, a little more just, it's, it's, it's not, the Bible does not lead structurally in our society today. hundred so, percent. So, so what point, would you like, tell yeah. to that person? Like, why is it important to, to legally get married? Well, what's interesting is right now I probably get that question five to six times a month right now, whether it's through my DMs or after church. Um, the, the average person who's come into faith, um, most of the time, they're, they're, if they're older, they already have, they're living with a partner, they have children together, and um, 
they're questioning the systems of like, well, what is marriage? Why is it so important? I love this girl. She loves me. Um, why do we need to do it? What's so, you know, like, why do we need to believe in the government structure of it? Why do I mean? So that's where, you know, here's the response I commonly give is number one, um, do you don't you don't need the government to acknowledge your marriage for the uh, you, your marriage to matter. So that is not a mandatory thing uh, by any means. Uh, there are great benefits to having mm-hmm. a, a marriage in terms of the IRS and taxes. tax season and stuff like that. <laughs> and so our, our taxes and the IRS is built in a way that you get more breaks being married and stuff like that. So there is a benefit governmentally uh, to have that established. Some people, which again would not be a Christian, Christian principle, the reason why they may not want to legally get married is because they're, uh, they commit tax fraud on a regular basis. <laughs> And so they don't want a marriage to be recorded. And so, again, that would not be subject. That's Romans. You, you're not being subject to the governing authorities. So if I was discipling someone and they're saying, well, the reason why I don't get a government paper is because um, we're, we're basically, you know, I'm still with my old spouse and we are, we've been, quote, unquote, divorced for years, but I married him when I was 19 and I get this tax benefit over here because he's on disability or she's on disability. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd be, you'd, be, you'd be blown away by yeah. the, the amount of circumstances people come to me and tell me why they're not legally married. Yes. You know, yes. Some of it is legal, some of it's illegal. Yes. So I have to disciple them through, okay, well, you know, here's what the Bible says about uh, following our governing authorities. We can't, it's not, it's not Christ-like, you know, Jesus said, render to Caesar's what's Caesar, render to God's what's God. So um, Jesus does not allow disobedience to the government in the sense of lying in, in a government law. So if you're creating tax fraud, then, then that there's, I mean, you're, it's not Christ-like. So there's that stuff. Right. And then there's the, okay, well now we talked to the government stuff. Okay. Let's talk about marriage as a whole as a sacred union. Well, really what the Bible commands of us in a marriage is somewhat similar to kind of a baptism, but it's the sense of marriage is a public declaration, Mm -hmm. a union before God and man that you had made a vocal vow to that individual in a biblical way which is the way that we would do vows today, often in a Christian world, which is, do you vow to this person that you will love them? You will take care of them through good times and bad. Will you be faithful to them? Will you never cheat on them? Will you Mm -hmm. honor God? Mm -hmm. You know, we lay out the vows. Ashley says, yes, I say yes. So therefore we've invited a group of witnesses, whether it's a stranger at the courthouse or it's a group of friends and family but it's a fact that I, ha- I, I, I tell them, you, you have to make the vow between God and man. Mm-hmm. That's biblical marriage. So I asked them, you know, you may not, you don't have to have a government paper, but is there a season in which you have separated yourself from society? Mm-hmm. In, in other words, did you take a Thursday afternoon off? Did you before God and man say an established group of vows of commitment that you will be with this person for the rest of your life to commit to them, to sacrifice for them, to love them, to build a family with them. If you did that, then I, no shame in your game. You don't, you don't need a piece of paper that says it. You don't. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't done that, then I just struggle to say, you know, I struggle with the idea that they know I love them. I lo- you know, they love me and, you know, I consider us married. 
It's like, but you're not. You, you haven't done it the way the Bible is commanded. And in biblical days, it was a seven-day event, and uh, it ended with the actual, uh, you know, the actual, it began or ended in the actual way where you would then do a ceremony before the rabbi, and then uh, the rabbi would, and the, and the woman would have herself veiled, so no one would have seen her. Um, and then what would happen is then, this is what happened with like Jacob and Rachel and how he got tricked with Leah and stuff like that is she would have her veil on and then, and then, you know, you would go and, you know, what's a big thing is consummation. Mm -hmm. So then, so then they would have a ceremony before society and then they'd go in a tent or in their house and and they'd consummate through sex, which basically sealed the deal Mm -hmm. that this is your person you're committed to. So in one right, I would tell a person who's living together, if you guys are having sex together, which I, if you have kids, I assume you are, um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> is that you've done one part of the marriage in God's eyes. Yeah. So if you're anti-marriage, then you're anti-sex, uh, because in God's eyes, sex seals the deal. So if you're having sex out of marriage, you're, you're marrying a lot of people, you know, theoretically, right? So mm-hmm. you're marrying a lot of people because you're making a consummated vow mm-hmm. every time you have sex with someone that isn't your spouse. So that's why God takes adultery so seriously. It's not because you've had sex with someone else. It's because you've made a vow with someone else. And that makes God angry because you have vowed to that person, you're going to be my one. So if I now vow to you and then I vow to someone else, you're going to be my one because that's what marriage is supposed to do is lock in that vow to say you're my one. So now you got all these ones throughout the streets. <laughs> yep. Well, that's dishonest. And the Lord doesn't like that. Yep. And the Lord won't bless that because that's God's that's God's handshake deal in marriage. You can have a marriage. And even oftentimes in our society today, you can have marriage. You could do the ceremony. You can have a party. You can even kiss your bride. But if you guys didn't consummate through sex, even certain countries don't even legally believe that you are married until you consummate. Mm-hmm. So you can actually annul your marriage after your wedding day if you haven't consummated yet in some countries. Yeah, I, um, I found that out on Queen Charlotte, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. Which is a requirement, so, right? Right, right. So one of the things that I think you and I have talked about, too, which may some people may not like what I'm going to say is the fact that I believe, too, when you are married, like you said, you are vowing and making a commitment to that person that I'm only going to be with that person. And then it also comes with the commitment that you are to love me like Christ led the church. I am to submit to you. Um, if you are not married and you have those no, have no vows, then what are you committing to? What are your vows to? Is it to just be like that's where I think I'm at in this is not to say that you're not technically I guess I'm gonna make people mad <laughs> you're just it, 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 there, there's well, no I think vows. what you're trying to say is is everything in life has a contract Absolutely. you buy a car there's a contract right. you buy a house there's a contract. Right. why is the contract there because if you don't have it you'll renege at any time Absolutely. the so, moment you're right. like oh I'm done with this car Absolutely. then I'm done with this loan if there's no contract it means that when you decide to walk away from it, right. you can walk away from it whenever you whenever want you with like no it. repercussions, None no implications. And, and so people don't want to be married because they don't want any repercussions. 
And I, and I remember one time I was talking to someone who was a family member who said, you know, they, they, them and their boyfriend didn't believe in marriage because his parents got divorced and it was ugly and, and yada, yada, yada. And, I, and, I, and they said, they, you know, she told me, you know, he's, he doesn't like that level of commitment because he saw what happened with his parents. I said, okay, wait. So y'all got, your names are an apartment together. You guys bought a car together. You guys own a dog named Skipper together. You guys got a cell phone plan with each other's names on it, but he doesn't like commitment. Mm. Like, what are you talking about? You're committed. Right. right. If you guys right. break up tomorrow, right. there are repercussions, Absolutely. which means who going to get the dog? Absolutely. Who's moving out of this apartment? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who who's gets paying a car? That phone bill? <laughs> yeah, who's paying the phone bill? Who's got to start their own new phone bill? Absolutely. So to me, I've always believed, and I have pushed back to like what you're saying. I say, man, I kind of think that whole you know, I'm scared of commitment because of divorce and my parents and blah, blah, blah. I kind of think there's a level. There, there's real trauma attached Absolutely. to that. So I don't want to remove mm -hmm. how hard, and we've talked about it before, how hard right. divorce is for kids. Absolutely. But at the same time, there is a level where that's a cop-out to say, mm -hmm. well, I don't, but we can move in together. Yeah. And we can build our life together. Right. To me, you know, marriage seals the deal of, uh, of a love and a commitment and a contract that mm -hmm. says and so for me I don't, I don't mind signing on the dotted line on a government piece of paper right and i i don't mind and, and and it should i should go before all of my loved ones and i should give you go before my church leaders right. and others right. and seal the deal on this and build a contract because nothing else in my life that has a value right isn't doesn't right. isn't contractually right. obligated and oh are you saying adam you should feel contractually obligated for your marriage yeah, to a certain degree, mm -hmm. I should, because mm -hmm. the day that it get the days that it gets hard, yeah. and I feel like I want to pack my bag and just walk away, I go, Adam, you can't, man. Mm -hmm. You've 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 locked in on this thing. Right. You've sealed it by consummation. You've sealed it by vowing in front of God, God and man. Mm -hmm. You've sealed it by signing on the dotted line. You're in this. Right. You know, you know, go and make it work because right. you've committed to this, right. and the love that you had on that day, you need to remember it on this day. And and if you can't then you got to go to counseling, Adam, Absolutely. you know, like that's, right. you know, like, yeah, I just, it, it's one of those sticky sitch where people are probably not going to be happy about it. But in reality, it's like, if you're willing to make those commitments, like you said, the phone bill, the house, the, the, the dog, like you are trusting that person enough. And I feel like have a level of love for that person to make these commitments with, to say, I want to, Obviously, you're playing house, biblically not correct, but you're saying, I want to possibly do this life with you, but there's still going to be repercussions at the end of it. Yeah. So yeah. for you, truly be honest with that person and say, am I willing to co-sign my life with you? Yeah. And I think that uh, the scared and the selfish part, trauma, um, can't explain the selfish, Um has to be put to test in, in reality of what do you really want to gain from this? Because although we can talk about there's the commitment and, and I'm scared and I, I feel content, we're, we're content with how we're living right now. But I also want to say that if you do have kids, you are setting them up for an example of how to not commit to things. Because if you're yeah. showing the expression that I have there's a there's a woman and a man and they have a child together but they're not married and the child is one day we'll find out you guys aren't married and try to figure out 
why you weren't married, but I felt the love. I felt this. There's yeah, gonna, why didn't you marry my mom? Why, or why yeah. did, you know, there's going to be trauma yeah. with that as well to say, yeah. all right, I don't have to commit to anything. I don't have to commit to a spouse. I don't have to commit to a, my parents didn't do it. So you're now setting yeah. up a trend to where. Well, hope, and naturally, naturally, it could work like you could be could. in a boyfriend, girl relationship, live together, have children and you could get to 90 years old and it, it could very well yeah. in your way be quote unquote happy right. so you know there's always deviation and right. one ops but when you look at the data just just anyone who's listening to us that's living with their boyfriend and girlfriend just google the data behind how long relationships last that live together that aren't married mm-hmm. just go google it. Mm-hmm. it it won't even be by christian institutions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it is it is a fact that those that live together without committing in vows in marriage mm-hmm. do not last as long as marriages that do commit together. Then you have the marriages that are together that then happen. And then obviously you see a divorce rate is X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. but that divorce rate is still less than the breakup rate than those that live together. Absolutely. So to me, it's always like, okay, like, you, you know, you're just, you're, you can use standards of like, I know a person that did this or this, but you could just look at the data mm-hmm. and you could see if you're, if you're, cause I talked to couples, well, that won't be us. We, you know, we cannot be married and we'll last forever. I'll say you, that genuinely could happen. And, mm-hmm. and I pray that happens for you, but the data suggests otherwise mm-hmm. in the same way the data suggests otherwise the, those that live together with someone else and then get married mm-hmm. have higher divorce rates. Mm-hmm. The higher sexual partners you have when you get into marriage, higher chances of divorce. Mm -hmm. So data is data. And yes, you can be an exception. You could be a one-off. But for us, you and I were all of the data when we met. You lived with a guy. Mm -hmm. I had multiple partners, all these things like that. But we had to get healed. We had to get counseling. We had to find uh, healing in the Lord, accountability, all those things, which has brought us to where we're at today. Right. But I always tell people right now, if me and Ashley didn't get help, I'm telling you, we wouldn't have made it. No, we would have divo- we would have divorced. Like been... we would have been the statistic mm-hmm. because both of us were on different pages. Mm-hmm. So without our submission and pursuit of trying to be selfless, so now you just add on a new a new um data point for your life mm-hmm. to say, well, we're not gonna get married. Well, you're just adding in another hindrance. Mm-hmm. So if a kid if a kid that looks at me is 18, like, well, I want to test the cars out. And I want to sleep with multiple girls to see what I like. I say, you could do that, but you're adding a new data point mm-hmm. of divorce. One, Do you want to marry one day or do you want to be in love with one person one day? And they say, yeah. I say, okay, then go sleep whoever you want, but you're adding a new data point mm-hmm. of likelihood of a broken marriage or divorce. Okay. Okay. But I love this girl. What if I limit my sexual partners and her and I just move in together before we get married? What about that? You could do that, but you're adding a new data point mm-hmm. on you're going to have a tough marriage one day. And you're going to have, if that person isn't the person that you end up marrying Mm -hmm. and you're going to have difficulty in terms of maintaining that marriage. Okay, great. You know, then the same thing is us living together and should we be married or whatever. It's like, it's just a new data point you're adding in terms of the likelihood that the relationship isn't going to be healthy. So there's a reason why. And then you look at those secular studies and then you study the Bible. You go, oh God, maybe there's a reason why you told us to do marriage (laughs) like this because you know, you created it. So you know how it should be done in a healthy way. And to me, that's all it is. Like when Mm -hmm. I'm talking to someone who's living with their partner and they're like, should I shouldn't do it? I'm like, you can do whatever you want. Right. I would have been that person too, like Mm -hmm. you, if I wasn't a believer. 
uh, if, if I wasn't a Christian, I don't know that I would understand marriage fully. I understand it because I read the Bible and I see God's roadmap to life and I go, oh, this makes sense. But if I never read it, I would have questions about marriage 100%. I'd be like, okay, why is this? And you're telling me as a man, if I marry that woman and one day we get a divorce, she gets half of everything that I have. How's that? You know, how's that fair or whatever? Like, (laughs) okay. Like I hear it from other Christian men. I'm not going to marry her because I don't want her. I'd rather if we don't work out, I just pay her alimony till our kids are 18 and child support. But at least I don't owe her half of everything I have. If if you want to look at life cynical like that and you want to go into a marriage already preparing for For, your a divorce, mm. then you could do that. I don't choose to live my life in faith in that way to say I got to prepare myself if Ashley ever leaves me Mm. like I need to. You know, for sure. I need to look in a cold hard mirror and be like, well, what would I be doing that would want Ashley to leave me? Right. You know, yeah. Right. Or what would I be adding to it? Maybe I didn't do anything, but maybe I, I pushed her away or something. Or yeah. for whatever reasons, those things happen, right? So, um, but I get why people are asking these questions when they come into the church because people want to follow God, right? But, but they're comfortable with where they're at. So why right. change anything if if nothing has put a wrench in it? And, and they seem that they're on solid ground right now. Adding Christ is just the icing on the cake and everything in my relationship stays as is. I'm good. But I would say this. I would believe that God is stirring something in those in that conversation yep. because those questions wouldn't be asked if something isn't going on within themselves, yeah. like the Holy Spirit. Well, is yeah, yeah, for sure. And a lot of times, a lot of times, a lot of times the woman would love to get married. Yeah. You're telling me no woman, you In know, this it'd case, be very, it was the man that wanted to, wanted pers- to get married yes. and she doesn't. Mm, yes. Why didn't she want to? And I, and I, and I pushed on that. Why isn't she's like, there's some things that I want to see. She had hesitations. Number one, with the entity oh, of marriage. Okay. I get that. And then, so she questioned why, ma- I get that. why marriage, That's but she fine. also questioned if I do this, it's a huge commitment. And there's certain things I want to see in him first before I choose to make a huge commitment mm. like that. I want, I totally get that. Yes. And I yeah. think that's a good perspective to have, but that's why then you need to separate till that becomes Absolutely. a thing. Till that becomes a thing. I mean, that's why I tell couples, they don't like it. What do you mean? We've been together 12 years. We yeah. separate. If you don't want to buy the car, stop renting it. it you know, it, like. <laughs> well, that part. <laughs> that, okay, here's part two, part two of the question. Okay. And so, I've told couples in their face before, I think you guys should move out. But our whole lives are fabricated together. But if you think he needs to step or she, she needs to step right. out before you marry them. Like if there's an expectation, something has to change. Yes. And I get that. But, you know, here's part two that there's that camp, you know, dating, seriously dating, not living together, just seriously dating close to I do or they're playing husband, wife, Mm -hmm. not not really married. What does leadership and submission look like for that couple while they're not married? Because that was another (laughs) point. It's like he's supposed to lead me and then he wants me to submit. But we're not married, so what does what does leadership look like for a man and submission look like for a woman when you guys aren't married, when you're seriously dating? Biblically, none. None. There's nothing. There's none. That you got to get married. You don't. Well, again, you, you can't. You can't. <laughs> you can't. What you can't desire the blessings, you know, without the protocol. Right. You know, it's so, it, was, it, like, it, it goes back to even the question, like when we had even with the kids, how did you not know that I was not going to be submissive with my kids completely and totally and ignore you and be such a mom to my kids? And, and my marriage became on the back burner. You don't know. And I said, I didn't know that. You don't know. I had to. Yeah. And I, same yeah. thing with marriage. How do you know the person is going to lead? 
you know when you get married, Adam knew he has to lead this family biblically because that is what it biblically says. I, as a wife, if I want my marriage to win, I need to be able to submit to my husband and he respect the submissiveness that I have, not in a ruling way, but to say, I honor you. And I respect you in the decisions you have for this household. Yeah, I, it, it, yeah. It, it, it naturally should just be instinctive within you. If you're reading the Bible and you, you read it and you read his foundation on how to have a successful marriage and how a husband should lead a wife, you can even go to Proverbs 31 as far as what a biblical man, a biblical woman should look like as well. It says it in both. And, um, it, and just how that is supposed to be perceived after you and how it's supposed to be done after you get married now you could yeah. be living together and you yeah you could have you could you have could you, could have, you, you could have mutual respect for each, each other, other right but but to me as a as a as a christian leader and what the you know bible says because it's most of the time what they're asking is what does the bible say or what does god expect you know us and you know i want to see him lead and i want to see her be more submissive in a dating way like that's very limited in the way that you could measure that. And, you, and you're not tied anything biblically Nothing. to obey no. as a husband or really, a wife. The time, you know? that I, the time that I had the two job opportunities we've talked yeah. about many of times, it was between a special needs, working with kids with special needs, or working at TMZ. And I brought it to you, and I asked you, which one did you think I should do? You said, and we were dating at this time. We two were, months. Two months. We weren't even married. Nothing. Not engaged. Nothing. I asked him, I said, what do you think? Because I, I genuinely cared about him. We were friends. And um, in that moment of, of courting and getting to that point, knowing that, knowing that we were going to go down that road, but I wanted to hear what he had to say. And he told me what I think you should go with a job that looks more like God, that looks more and examples more like Christ. So I knew that meant working with child special, special needs. But what job did Ashley pick? Because he is not my husband and I didn't consider him the leadership and headship in my house or over me. Uh, I picked TMZ. And, well, and her, so, her words verbatim were, well, my mom and my yeah. sister who are Christians think that because I basically told her like, yeah. you know, TMZ is known as being a gossip column. The right. Bible literally forbids gossip. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> as a Christian, yeah. As a Christian, you can't work at TMZ. Now, can a Christian work at TMZ and be a Christian? Of course. But are they in disobedience? Yes. So that's was basically <laughs> what I told her is like, you could go do this and it doesn't mean you're not a Christian, but right. it, it does mean that you're not exhibiting Christian values. 100%. Yeah. And she said, well, my mom and sister are Christians and they think this is a great idea. I said, no, they think this is a great opportunity, yes. but you could do whatever you want. I don't think it's good. She decided to do it. I remember I, I was parked at the El Pollo local parking lot off of the <laughs> off of the 15 freeway. And I genuinely had to decide if I was going to break up with her right then, because what she was exhibiting in that moment was a lack of submission because she didn't have to do it. But the fact that I said my opinion and it seemed to be pretty convincing that she still was like, well, the greater voices in my life said I can do it. I was like, OK, she did it. And I, and I could have looked at them and been like, okay, well, here's a sign that, you know, maybe she's not a submissive person, but it was also like, but I just met her two months ago. Mm -hmm. I don't, she don't owe me nothing. She doesn't have to listen to me. Okay. So I literally said to myself, I'll give this six months. If she's still working there in six months, I'll break up with her. So I said, Lord, you know, would you fire her or open her <laughs> eyes before that time? Cause I really like this girl, but my principles, I'm going to lead off my principles. Yep. Regardless, even in my own hindrance. My butt was fired. 
So she was fired How within soon? within 60 days. Yeah, 60 days. She worked there for like mm-hmm. six or seven weeks. And I'll add, though. And she was the best employee. <laughs> yep. And was, got fired. I had the most stories. So what was I had the, the most gossip. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was, it was, it was yep. the Lord. Yep. And then she came back around. And number one, I think she came, you know, at the time you're young, you don't can't put it together. But at the time, she said, Adam's a great leader. He gave me his opinion. Mm-hmm. He spoke his mind. He didn't give up on me. He's still here. Mm-hmm. You know, had she gone there long enough, I would have given up on her. But in the <laughs> moment, it's like he hadn't given me. He was right. So she told me, you were right about it. You know, I'm sorry. I should I should have really took that advice because then that special needs door had closed. She couldn't. She tried mm-hmm. to reapply and they wouldn't reengage her. So then it was also like, here's the consequences, mm-hmm. you know, for disobedience, not to me, but to the Lord, because it was not the right thing to do mm-hmm. for her to take that job. I was praying her out of that. So every night I'd pray, God, would you release her from that job? To her face, I was supporting her. And Very. She called me out a long day. I'd come out, visit her mm-hmm. and hang out. And, you know, she knew I wasn't a fan of it, but I'd sit there and listen about her day and, you know, love on her and stuff like that. So when it happened and then when she came back and said, I'm sorry, I was like, oh, this is someone that could exhibit great signs of submission because she came back and she wasn't so prideful to say, well, it didn't work. It wasn't you, Adam, who gave, you know, like it was, it just didn't work out. And I mm-hmm. decided for myself, it wasn't best for me. You had not, no, was, she was said, Hey, yeah, it was, it was good advice. You were right. Thanks for telling me the truth. Mm-hmm. Now your voice carries more weight in my life in the future. Cause you've proven yourself and you think you're a good leader. And then for me, I was like, Oh, you're real. You're humble. Like, when you make a mistake, you own it. Great. Those are the signs I'm looking for, yes. mm-hmm. you know, in the dating season. And if you're living together, that's the mutual respect you can show. Right. But there's no, you can't, there's no way, like at that time, I couldn't say, you know, I couldn't go call a friend and be like, hey, man, would you pray for me? Ashley's not being really submissive for me. She took her own job that she wanted. No, it's my girlfriend. She owe me nothing, you know? Yeah. yeah. So um, what, I, what I hear is you, uh, when it's all said and done, you were exhibiting fruit of leadership and you were exhibiting after the fact fruit of I'm willing to submit and I'm being humble. What fruit other than that should people be looking at and looking for when they're considering seriously stepping into committing to somebody? What fruit should they see? Not saying that they should be already fully submissive Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, or already fully leading, but what are some things that you should see right before I do? Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say it, the fruit of, uh, commitment to because I know that it was probably hard for Adam to see too because even with commitment um, we talked about my past and everything like that but like I would look at the fruit too of um, their commitment to a job I would look at their commitment with friendships I would look at their commitment and their relationship with family I obviously sometimes that 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 may not be the best look just because family um all families aren't perfect, that's for sure. Um, but I would honestly say looking at the commitment and the characteristics and the heart of the person. Um, because uh, when Adam and I did date, he knew I worked with special needs. And if you've ever worked with children with special needs or have them of your own, you know it's a commitment. And you know there's patience, you know there's love, there's kindness behind it. So I think that's one of the things he saw in me. Um, he knew that I was looking for a job and not job hopping. Um, he knew what I, he, he got to know me obviously as a person, but also knowing like I played soccer. And so I had a dedication. I had, uh, um, uh, uh, what is, uh, uh, responsibilities. I had, um, 
just the characteristic to persevere through certain things. So we talked a lot um, prior to uh, us getting engaged of who we were as people in our past and um, what we saw for our future in ourselves. So I think when you are looking for the fruit, I think you'll see the fruit of someone on how God aligns. So I will say that I, I have lived a very blessed life and God has been very fruitful in my life. And Adam has seen it firsthand on, on me to say like, Oh, okay. So I, I'll just say like a blessing that happened that would say is, uh, I have been blessed to not have, um, any, uh, school debt. So I was blessed when I played soccer, I got a full ride scholarship to university of Florida. And then I came out and I was doing the coaching, um, after, uh, the special needs. So I started doing the coaching and randomly uh, a divine appointment met a guy that a coach that was like, Hey, we're looking for a grad assistant. Would you like to get your master's? And it was something where I believe that your life should always continually have fruit. Um, as far as when you're, you're, you're dating someone or you're with someone and you're continually seeing like, Oh, God's goodness and grace is over that person as well. Um, and another thing that I think that how you're, how, how much fruit you're bearing with the local church, how are you uh, implemented within your church? How are you serving within your church? Uh, mm -hmm. cause that was something too, that Adam was like, uh, one of my non-negotiables is like, even when we got married was like, you got to serve in a local church. You got to be in the church. You got to be serving. And so we actually met while I was serving, mm -hmm. uh, well, volunteering to serve. Um, and so I think for us, um, which to me serving was an exhibition, uh, if you put in a character quality, it's selflessness. So that's really what I was looking for. Yeah. So when I when I had asked her, I think to be with me, like you, you not only have to be attending church but serving. Do you have an issue with that? If you do, let's talk about it. It was more like I'm looking for selflessness in your life. Mm -hmm. That that you're giving back what Fruit God has given you in some type yeah. of way, and you can exhibit that in other in other ways. You can you can volunteer at a homeless shelter. Right, you could right. you know. Volunteer at a feeding center. You could, you know, mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. it is, you can work. You volunteer at boys and girls club, mm -hmm. whatever that is. But I was looking for some type of uh, a selflessness, you know, from her um, to be like, okay, because that goes into marriage. Every character quality that you exhibit in singleness, it will be what it is mm -hmm. in, in marriage. Mm -hmm. So, if when you're single and you like your you like all of your games in the right way and your TV in the right order <laughs> and your food in the right way, you know, in the right for it. Well, when you get married, more than likely, you're, if, if the spouse doesn't understand that or necessarily agree with that or click with that, or maybe you marry someone that doesn't exhibit that same quality. Well, guess what? When you get married, you're going to have a lot of conflict around how the TV is set, what's in the fridge like and all that. And and that may be a hill that you die on. So mm -hmm. in your dating season, you may want to evaluate, is this girl a guy OK with structure in the home? in a certain way that you, that you like yeah. and, and are they okay with adapting to that? Or are you okay with letting go on it? If not, you're going to have issues when you get married. Mm -hmm. So to me, the character qualities are things that maybe attribute more to where you're at and what, mm -hmm. what, what a great marriage to be. So I think there are things everyone should have that you should look for if you want to have a great marriage, which is, you know, character, integrity, selflessness, um, ability to be accountable, be wrong, all those things like that. So that would be the natural thing that you're looking for. And mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. 
for me, I there were plenty of flags mm-hmm. that I found in Ashley mm-hmm. that I had to pray through and say, okay, would I would I not be would I not be the other the next one? Like when I met her, just at the top of that year, she had been in a relationship with someone that was really famous and then cheated on that person with someone else. She cheated on that person with another famous person. <laughs> Talking about spill the tea. That's true. You were saying I was a hoe? Yeah. <laughs> and you want to know how I know delivered. that? Want to know how I know that? Is because she told me. Mm-hmm. So I could have looked at that and like what she just said, I could have been like, wow, she's for the streets. <laughs> <laughs> six months later you're dating me like yeah, who's yeah. to say i'm not i'm not famous i'm not a celebrity who's to say that i'm not the next guy or i could have said man that's really big of her that that she was honest with me about mm-hmm. where her journey has been and she didn't say that like she was proud of it or it was a funny story she said it out of embarrassment Very. and she said it out of hey this is where my walk has been and this is what my relationships have looked like but i want to do it different so in that moment there's a slight yellow flag. Like, who's to say this girl wouldn't do the six months later do this to me? But then there's the wow, but she was really honest and she really took accountability for it and she has reflected on it. And to me, I'm gonna choose to believe she's grown mm-hmm. from it. And she did. And there was a time where she had um uh she had two friends who are very, very famous football <laughs> players. And uh, and uh, it, they're highly regarded. I don't want to say it because the story I'm going to say with, uh, you know, I want to, you know, want people to clown on them or anything like that. But she had two best friends, professional football players, their brothers. And um, he played for a team and he flew out Ashley, her mom, her dad, because she went to college with this guy. He played for the Steelers at the time. And so she flew out. We were dating and he kept because I'm Hispanic, black guy. He kept calling me uh, like. Uh, a quesadilla and a burrito like oh your boyfriend how's your quesadilla how's your burrito like You're oh does joking. he only eat chorizo like yeah he was like and we're like dating and she's like she's telling me you know she's telling me what he's saying and stuff like that he's oh yeah he's making fun of you and blah blah and we probably dating for like five months at this time six months and um at first, obviously, I was a little uncomfortable. She was going to go see her her college, one of her college friends, who she told me at one point, yeah, he had a crush on me, and but nothing ever came of it, and he flew out her parents and all these things like that. So, yeah, at first, you're like, as a boyfriend, you're like, that's kind of a little, kind of a little weird, but I'm not going to be demanding because she, she's not my wife. Mm-hmm, so I can't, mm-hmm. literally, my decision in that moment is to tell her I'm not a fan of it. She does it. I got to make a decision. Do I break up with her or do I not? Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. tell her she can't do it. I'm not your husband. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, you, you said all that. You yep. came back. I basically told you um, I'm not comfortable with what he said. Mm-hmm. I don't like what he said. And if he's not going to respect me, then he really isn't a friend of yours. Right. So therefore, it makes me feel uncomfortable that you have a, a friendship with him. Right. And your response was, I care about this relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to him and I'm going to tell him that I'm breaking off this friendship. Mm-hmm. Cause I also don't believe that as things get serious, mm-hmm. I don't think it, anything good from comes from uh, people having friends Male. from the opposite no. sex no. Uh, that are independent from each other. Absolutely. It's, uh, you can have a friend of mine and I got yeah. a friend of yours that's opposite sex, but not one. I don't know this guy at all. Right. And you still have friends you have from college. You guys keep up yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. That's fine. Loose friendship is fine. Right. But but like a friendship, he's flying your parents out, yeah, you're hanging out at his absolutely. house, you're going to a game. 
And you said, I'm going to talk to him and I'm going to, I'm going to put boundaries. I'm going to break off this relationship. Yeah. And I think from that conversation, what was the last times you ever talked to mm -hmm. him because you decided I really like this guy. Yeah. And to me, that was really big. Mm -hmm. And that was a sign like, okay, she has grown. She is being honest. She's being authentic. You know, I provided feedback. She, she moved on it. Mm -hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. You know, she, she, there was a girl that I had loosely dated that in church that when I started dating Ashley, that girl was talking crap on Ashley, didn't like her and all that, just because I had been talking to her before previously. And Ashley had to see for me, am I going to look out for her? Mm -hmm. Ashley, am I going to speak up for her? Mm -hmm. Am I going to let, you know, like, am I going to just let all that drama happen all the time? Or am I going to step in and make mm -hmm. sure like, hey, this is the girl that I'm talking to and blah, 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 blah. So she had to weigh certain things on how I, how I, my character exhibited mm -hmm. through my own baggage. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Right. Absolutely. And absolutely. you got to make decisions. Like, am I going to keep moving forward? or Am I going to break it off? Like to me, that's yeah. where, so for me in the first 12 months, those little moments mm -hmm. were enough for me in 12 months that I could make a decision to say, okay, I want to marry this girl. Well, and then it also you know? in our first 12 months, we separated for 30 days. Yeah. And we had a 30 day break. We had a 30 yeah. day break. So it goes yeah. to the whole, we, the, the couple separate and see, is that person willing to grow? Cause that's why we separated is there was another instance is Ashley willing to grow and see if this thing called pastor's wife is for her and for her life. And if she's called yep. to it, if God has called her to it. So we took that 30 day break where I had to see God. We didn't talk to each other. I had to figure out, is this something that I am I making it bigger than what it is? Mm -hmm. And God had to talk me through it and basically say, no one else has said anything. You haven't, you've listened to everybody else, but me at the yeah. end of the day, yeah. you, you've talked to everyone else of what their experience was of what they thought this would look like of how they have gone through being a pastor's wife. But he's like, you haven't talked to me yeah. and you in the relationship told me to, you're like, yeah. you, at one point you're like, I don't know who you need to talk to. Go talk to, talk to somebody. And yeah. so at that point, God was like, talk to me. Yeah. Because you can talk to all these other people, but they're going to have different experiences than you. They have a different personality than you. So in that yeah. moment, I had to seek God and figure out if this was a relationship, not that you didn't hold uphold to the characteristics or mm -hmm. uh, the chivalry or the manners or um, any of that. But it was more so to say, like, is this marriage everything that... I that God has called me to. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and I'll say this and we could close is, okay. is most of the time couples who live together and have children, um, and not married the, the, the only 90% of the time, the only reason why that structure is there is because they had a uh oh moment, got pregnant. So we're keeping mm -hmm. it real. That That's like, yeah. that's normally what happened. They, a lot, they didn't, you know, sometimes you get, it happens. And there may be a person listening right. to this. It may be a case. They fell in love. They said, Hey, we should move in together. And then they were boyfriend, girlfriend. They said, we should start a family together. That can happen, mm -hmm. but that doesn't happen too, too often right. that way. What normally happens is they live as separate. They have a passionate night. They get pregnant. And then they <laughs> say, well, I think we should move in and raise this kid, right. but I'm not ready for marriage. Okay. They do it that way. So now they're 11 years into the marriage and they're Christian or they become Christian. They hear in the church how much God blesses the language of husband and wife. Mm -hmm. That's why you read the Bible. There's no such thing as boyfriend, girlfriend. So that's why marriage is important. And so they read it and they go, okay, man, should we be married? And you go back to the way it started. So that's why I would encourage if there's any couple who's living together, mm -hmm. 
um, and they don't know yet whether it's like marriage is the right thing, I would say one of you guys go move in with mom and dad or someone, you could be 40, you move in with someone for 30 days. Mm-hmm. If I had a couple right now sitting in front of me that I was counseling, I would say, here's what I highly encourage you to do. Separate for 30 days. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that 30 days on day 31, I would look at that man and I would say on day 31, you are either going to get on one knee and pull a ring out. You need a romancer. Like you got to do it, you know? So it's like, you're either going to get on one knee mm-hmm. or you're going to say in these 30 days, or maybe it's not 30 days separation. Maybe you're going to do 30 days of counseling mm-hmm. therapy. Yeah. Because in their case, like this, which she's saying he, she wants him to grow before she makes that final commitment. Maybe you go to therapy, but mm-hmm. you at least make the commitment to say, we're going to do the work. Yeah. And yeah. then on day 31 or day 61 or day that 91, do the work. Uh, after we've gone through therapy and blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at the guy and I'm going to say, I'm ready. And then he needs to know because he still needs to lead. He needs to know you, you, you can either go buy a Cracker Jack box and pull a ring out of there <laughs> or go down to K Jewelers or whatever. Get just pop. get something nice and simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It don't have to be, you know, gr- grandiose, but you get something nice and simple. And you say, I'm going to romance this girl who wants to be with me. Mm-hmm. And, and we may, you know, it may feel goofy and you've been boyfriend, girlfriend for 15 years and you have five kids together. But get on one knee. Fifty percent of all weddings I do right now are to couples that mm-hmm. live together. Mm-hmm. I did I did eleven weddings this year, mm-hmm. and over half of them, mm-hmm. eleven or twelve, over half of them we're, were to couples that live together. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even marrying couples anymore that are virgins <laughs> or that uh, you know didn't aren't are doing it in a way that you know they, they they were living with mom and dad. I mean, majority of people I'm marrying nowadays have kids. Their kids are in the wedding, mm-hmm. and they and they and they they're gonna go home back to their house. But guess what? They want to honor God, yeah. and they want to do it well, and they want to do it right. And I celebrate that. Couples come up to me all the time and say, "We live together. Would you ever marry us?" I go, hey, "Yes, I would. Absolutely. If you want to do it God's way, of course I would." Mm-hmm. You know, they, you know, asking I, I, now. You know, there's the elements of like, yeah, you know, as you're sleeping together and all the same, like maybe separate, sleep in a different mm-hmm. room till you really make this day special. So right. there's couples I marry that, you know, sometimes they, you stay know, abstinent for they stay year. abstinent for six months yes. or 90 days yeah. and they sleep in separate room mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. they want to show their kids. Yeah, hey, we we're being obedient. But most of those couples I recommend, you know, let's just go get married next weekend. But but to, to them, they may say, well, we want to do it big and right. And we want to invest in it. I say, OK, great. Until you can do that. Um, sleep in separate rooms. You know, my brother, Pastor mm-hmm. Nathan, just married someone in the back of our ch- uh, our offices mm-hmm. uh, a couple months ago to a couple who was living together. And then mm-hmm. they I, if, if I remember their story right, I could be wrong. There, there is a couple who did this where they just decided to sleep in two separate rooms 90 days out to their mm-hmm. wedding. And because uh, they wanted to show their kids because they had b- recently been saved right. and they wanted to show their kids like, hey, we we want kids. We want to honor God. And we know we've been living together and we're going to sleep in separate rooms because on the day of our wedding, we really want to celebrate and bring our household back together mm. in this way. Yeah. And you're making a great sign to your yeah, children of absolutely. what uh, transformation looks like, you know, in your life. So, that's so good. All right, everybody. All right. Um, that's okay. a great one. I don't even know how long we went. A little bit uh, over an hour. Oh, OK. Oh, okay. Cut it Sorry. up. Make it 30 minutes. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> no, All right, y'all. All right. God bless Bye. you guys. <laughs> That's good. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. 
Discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply.